0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Parker Bennett from Royal LePage West Wind Realty. And uh, on this week's edition, we're going to be chatting a little bit about what the market's been doing for the last several weeks. Um, it still feels like spring outside, lots of rain, not a whole lot of screaming sun yet. So I'm happy that we have no threat for forest fires, but we are starting to see some flood alerts in the Kamloops area. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Also wanted to talk about the benchmark price here in Kamloops and uh, the over-ask situation going on, the multiple offers. I want to dive into that as well. My name is Parker Bennett, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make, their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. The kids are almost out of school and it definitely doesn't feel like summer yet. I feel like I feel like every single day it rains at some point during the day even when it's blistering hot out there. I know on Monday of this week we had some really nice weather, 25-26 degrees, and then before you know it it's raining again. So this rain is accumulating with a late snowmelt from the Columbia area, the Columbia region and North Thompson region and we're seeing large amounts of water coming down the rivers right now, uh which is starting to give us some flood alerts. So in last year, we were talking about fire threat and getting your insurance sorted so you could uh, get your properties insured before you move in. We're, we're having the same discussion, but we're having like a parallel universe where we're talking about water and floods. I've already received, um, some buyers have, have, have received notice from their insurer that they're not going to be insuring. And some of these areas that they're not insuring have no bearing on what the river is doing. Um, I had a client who couldn't get insurance in the McGill region uh, of Sahali, which is ridiculous. It's like a thousand feet from the water. But just keep this in mind when you're trying to complete your transactions right now, when you're doing your due diligence and and getting your uh, insurance evaluated, we got to make sure that you have the ability to get insurance because if you're in a flood region and you're going to be completing your transaction soon, you're not going to be able to complete because most mortgages, and I say most, I mean all all mortgages have um, a condition attached to them. They won't release the funds until mortgages in place. I think you meant to say until your insurance was in place. So be aware um, TD online is still like the raddest place to get insurance. And But there is a hitch with that. You got to make sure that you're disclosing all the details because... It's very easy to get insurance on the TD online format, but if you're not disclosing the issues, you might not actually have insurance if something were to happen. So just a, a healthy alert there. Um, Kamloops Market is still doing its thing. We're, we're slowly trickling down from our uh, COVID numbers. Uh, stats are in for the last two weeks. Well, actually the first two weeks of June. We currently have 663 active listings in the city limits uh, region and in the uh, outer regions, we have a total of 1103. These are pretty stable numbers. Uh, this is the kind of listing numbers that we had pre-COVID and uh, we're, we're I feel like it's a really stable uh, active listing mark. So it gives buyers the opportunity to search two, three, four, five different properties that'll be in their price point and their criteria match. Whereas in COVID, we were looking at single listings coming available once a week, and you had to fight to get them. This is a much better environment for uh, buyers. Uh, The seller market is still decent, still not bad. So we had 89 sales in the first two weeks of June. If we look back to June, the first two weeks of June in 2021, we had 119 sales. That's a 25% reduction in overall sales. However, I'm going to start looking at these numbers a little more carefully, the pre-COVID era. So the first two weeks of June in 2019, we had 101 sales. So we're down about 12% from pre-COVID numbers, uh, which is, that's not bad. I I feel like we're kind of in the ballpark there. What's interesting is the over-ask situations that we're running into. So if we go back to the last two weeks of April, when I started to monitor this, this number, we had 61% of all sales volume going into competitive situations where we were getting multiple offers over asking scenarios. Uh, The first two weeks of May, we were down to 46%. The next two weeks, 44%. So the first two weeks of June, that trend continues. We're seeing 30% of all solds in the uh, first two weeks of June going into multiple offer situations. And of course, I defined that in a previous podcast where I said, it's almost impossible to identify whether or not they actually went into multiple offers, um, but they, they definitely sold over asking. So I'm assuming that there was either multiple offers in that uh, presentation of, of offers, or there was enough pressure that a buyer wanted to give an over asking price, a bully offer early, so that they didn't find themselves in a competing situation and having to roll the dice to try and win that purchase so currently our median residential sale price this excludes mobile homes and condos our median residential price is $750,000 now our average residential price is $811,000 and our benchmark price is $803,000 Now, those are completely different numbers and there's a difference of a considerable amount of money there. So I wanna define those a little bit better. And I've defined these in some previous episodes, but I've never really defined benchmark, which is kind of a new term that we're gonna be using a lot. And it might just make for a more accurate measure of what's going on in the real estate market. So let's start with median. The median residential price is made up by taking the, the actual sold house that's right in the middle of the highs and the lows uh, and taking that median price. So for instance, if there was seven solds for the month, it would be starting from the lowest to the highest. It would be sale number four that would be the median price. So that takes into account, uh, you're wiping some, some of the higher price properties and you're wiping some of the lower price properties and you're trying to get a better evaluation on the average price. Now, the average price is a bit skewed because it takes into account that if you had those same seven deals that completed, you would add them all up and divide by seven, and that would be your average. So if you have a really high sale price, let's let's say you have a really expensive home, it can kind of skew the, the numbers a little bit. Um, but now we're talking benchmark price, and I wanted to find that a little bit. So it took me a little bit to figure this out because even as a real estate agent, I had difficulties in finding out the true method for coming up with this price. And to this day, I still struggle with it because I can't find the person who runs the algorithm in our district um, that, that punches out this number. But let's put it this way. The benchmark price. So it comes from a formula that's used to take a better measure of the average home instead of the average price. So let me define that. Let's say in Kamloops, and I don't know this, what this is, but I'm going to make this up. Let's say the average age of a home is 1982. Okay. So that would take, it would take a home built in 1982. And let's say the average amount of bedrooms in a home would be four. Then it would take a four bedroom home built in 1982. And let's say that home had an average in Kamloops was 22. 2,250 square feet, then it would, take that, uh, it would take that targeted square footage. And let's say the average lot in Kamloops was 8,500 square feet. So it would build that portfolio and it would look at what does that house sell for in Kamloops as an average? And that would be your benchmark. Now, I see problems with the benchmark price too because it should be subdivision specific because there are subdivisions, for instance, North Kamloops, you're going to have an older demographic of home. Uh, If you look at the Sagebrush area of downtown, Sahali, South Kamloops, you're going to have a different age. If we're looking in Juniper, you're going to have different ages. If you're looking in Barnhartville, you're going to have a very strategic age category. And so I would like to start putting together benchmark prices by subdivision, but I'm still trying to figure out who does the algorithm math for this. And so stay tuned as I, I try to put a better diagnostic on the benchmark price for Kamloops properties but uh, for the time being right now our, our benchmark is 803, 803,000 bucks and I've watched this number bounce around from 825. I've seen it as high as 846 for the year and I've also seen it tumble just underneath eight so it, it bounces around a little bit um, but at the time being those are your three numbers 750 median 811 average and 803. Um, Is your benchmark, and I think that 803 number being a little bit in between those kind of gives you a better idea of what's going on in our market. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's edition of the Camloops Real Estate Insider. Stay tuned as we keep an eye on what's going on in the flood situation in Camloops moving forward um, as our summer starts to feel more like a spring. Um, hopefully we get some better weather out there, and uh, stay tuned. We'll get some more data in next week.